the way that I see it is that the world is out there, right? All the resources are out there in the world for you to be successful. It's just a matter of getting to it. And it's just a matter of finding opportunities yourself. And I don't think there's a limit to the resources that you can be able to obtain. From Next Frontier Capital, this is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem in the Rocky Mountain region, the founders, funders, and contributors, and the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig, and on today's show, we have Hannah Wu. She is the co-founder and CEO of Amplify, which is a life insurance company that allows you to build wealth with your policy. She's going to share with us what led her here, what her startup journey was like, and maybe some of the milestones and pitfalls uh, along the way, as well as what lies ahead. Hi, Hannah. Thanks so much for joining us. To start off, why don't you tell me a little bit about you and what Amplify is and what, what Amplify does? Sure. So I myself have actually been in the life insurance industry for quite some time, and I have some deeper roots in the life insurance industry as well. So my parents, my mom and my dad were actually life insurance agents for um, over 30 years. And when I was young, they actually started a life insurance policy for me at a young age. And full circle, 20 years later, after I graduated college, I wanted to start my own business, which is a financial planning agency. And I took money out of my life insurance policy to open my first office. And that's when I really started being very interested in this life insurance policy that I had inherited that my parents started for me at a young age. And we started to do more in the realm of life insurance. One thing that I realized was that a lot of younger folks, my peers, my friends, my customers didn't understand life insurance very much and especially didn't understand life insurance investment. And I think that's really where I got very interested in this industry where we would help a lot of businesses and higher net worth individuals with these life insurance products. But a lot of everyday Americans didn't know that these policy types existed. So when I met my co-founder back in 2019, we her background is in technology and I was sharing with her about some of these products and we really decided to look to solving this problem and provide more benefits around different types of life insurance to you know everyday Americans and everyday families. So Amplify, our goal is to help people build wealth and not just protect them if they die, but actually bring value into their life. Such an amazing origin story. It's, it's almost like you were eating your own dog food before you even made it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. When I think of life insurance, and I think when a lot of folks in our generation think of life insurance, they think of, well, that's something that I don't need. That's something that my parents did or my grandparents did. But I love your approach because it's, it's changing the narrative, it seems, right? And how has that been challenging for you or how have you, you know, tried to approach that? To your point about this product type being more complex and not as well known, I think it definitely is our biggest challenge, but it's also our biggest opportunity as well. So you may know that there has been a number of insure tech companies in the last five years that have really risen up and they really tackle the traditional concept of life insurance, which is life insurance to protect you if you die and if something happens to you. But for us, we're one of the first industry pavers on 
on the permanent life insurance product side where you can invest through your policy. It is a challenge to bridge that education gap. But at the same time, there's so many more opportunities that come alongside being able to engage your customer and actually help them save and invest through their policy and take it out for things like college education, retirement, paying off your student loans, putting money towards your first down payment, things like that. And it really creates a sort of a wealth of opportunities for us to engage our customers, really provide value along their lifetime and not just be sort of a point solution product for them. So it does require some education. And I think for us, we are building components of our platform to be able to solve for that piece, bridge that education gap, and also really build thought leadership in the in the realm of life insurance investment products, which in our eyes, it's a challenge, but it's also a white space as well. Absolutely. I mean, such a such a brilliant vision for the company. And, and these customers, I mean, they're customers for life, like you're educating them. And I'm sure that's a difficult process, but there's a long tail to, the, to this sort of a business model. So that, that's really, really exciting. When did it change from a, a great idea and a great vision to a real company? Like, when did that happen? So I think just to give a little bit of a backstory, I think entrepreneurship was always in my blood. I think my one of my biggest uh, motivations is really my family. So my mom, actually, when I was young, she was an entrepreneur uh, herself and her and my dad really sort of built their business from scratch. And it's kind of like the typical immigrant story where they came here, borrowed $30 from their professor to start their life here, had a child and... And that was you? That was you. (laughs) Exactly. Kind of a surprise. So they actually uh, sent me back to China. And, you know, what that's what drove them to start the business is to bring me back to the United States. So after I spent about seven to eight years of my life in China, and I met my parents essentially for the first time after that period of time and came to the United States. And growing up, I was in meetings, going from appointment to appointment, reading business books, because at that time we didn't have iPads. So I think- Taking minutes in the board meetings probably, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly, the note taker. Wow. (laughs) So it was definitely just watching them grow their business and watching them work very hard for a better future. And through all the ups and downs, it really sort of drove me to also want to do something as well and want to do something impactful and really sort of take the time that we have while we're young, have the energy and the capacity and the ability to do something bigger. That's why I wanted to start my own business, which ended up to be a financial planning agency in the early days. But I think with Amplify, it was really wanting to do something different and not just wanting to sort of work in a traditional way of doing things and really being able to make an even greater impact on the industry, but also on, on millions of lives. I think it was that opportunity that really sort of called towards me. And yeah, I think that's really what made me take the leap. That's amazing. Tell me about the path to kind of the official launch and what, like, I don't know if you participated in Accelerator or raised money. Tell us a little bit about the the path and the journey to actually launching Amplify. So with Amplify, I was working in the traditional industry. I had a team of financial advisors and life insurance agents at that time. The business was actually doing well. Even I think we went through some tough times in the traditional space. I will say at one time, 
we were hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt (laughs) in the traditional agency. And then we had to make that up in profit and Mm -hmm. continue to grow past that. So I think there was definitely some learnings there, how to build a team, how to build a business, (laughs) how to get yourself out of debt. (laughs) So (laughs) some good life skills. Definitely. Yeah. So I think with Amplify, I actually met my co-founder when we were working together on a platform. I had some customers that were companies, institutions, high net worth investors. And then for her, her background is in technology and venture capital. And we were working on a project through a mutual friend that really was a secondaries market for trading pre-IPO shares. So for us, we were doing that cross-border and I met her there and her background is in technology. I was sharing with her about life insurance because I'm just the ultimate life insurance nerd. And so we we just really started discussing about opportunities in the space. And eventually I sold my part of the business and she quit what she was doing. And then we started on Amplified Together officially in September of 2019. And yeah, we've, we've really been on the journey since we, we did raise capital. We, well, starting out the first six months, we were bootstrapped and then we raised a pre-seed round. And for us, it was launching ad campaigns that we had made ourselves calling customers every day, <laughs> really just trying to see product market fit. Um, and to test for demand and to test for exactly your question, which is, are people willing to buy a more complex life insurance product digitally without having to see someone, meet them face-to-face? Are they willing to make the end-to-end purchasing journey online? And what we found was that there was uh, customer demand and people did want to just protect more in their life other than just if they died. So I think for us, that's what we really realized. So we did raise capital and we closed our second round earlier this year. Well, congratulations. That's, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's always exciting to hear sort of the journey and, and your journey fundraising was even through, through COVID, right? I mean, your first, basically your first full year of operating was, was during COVID. What, what was that like? I mean, just having started in September and then four or five months later, you're suddenly in a, a new, a new world. Yeah, so an interesting experience. (laughs) So I think with COVID, it was challenging in some ways, but it was also... I think, especially in this industry, it really also was spurred us forward in other ways as well. So I think with COVID, initially, we planned to have an office, an in-person location. But after COVID, we decided to be a fully remote team. (laughs) It wasn't really a decision. It was more the default. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, So I think, but fundraising, I think through it's, I will definitely be honest that just the fundraising process in general, I come from the traditional side of the business. So fundraising was a new skill that I had to really learn how to do. And also I think starting out in a new a new endeavor, right? Like starting out in a new world, whether it's a new business or a new venture or something completely different, that was like Amplify for me. I was I didn't come from tech. I didn't come from raising money, building startups. There was a lot that I had to learn from just working in tech and the language and just many different aspects. But I think that's that's also part of, I think, part of the exciting component, even though it's challenging. So COVID was really sort of as well, one of those things that it was challenging, but there's always the other side to the coin, right? There's always a, a lot of opportunities to be had. 
That's right. Yeah. Makes it fun for sure. For other first time founders out there, maybe a tip or two about fundraising, uh, especially when it's your first go at it. Any thoughts or tips? Yeah. So fundraising, I'm still learning myself. So I would also like some tips from you, Les. I'm still learning. I'm still learning myself too. So I try to get as much advice as I can from others. Yeah. So I think that would probably be the first tip is definitely have some good mentors and advisors. We raised an angel round, a pre-seed round of both angels and also strategic investors, as well as I would say friends and family. So I think that is a really big component as well. So for example, I think we had some, at least personal advisors of mine that were angel investors in the company and they've helped me tremendously. I sometimes would text them SOS messages frequently. So if they ever listen to this, thank you. (laughs) And just really about, you know, how to structure the fundraise, how to go into it. So having a mentor that you can go to, to think through problems, be your sounding board and just really help you think through all the situations and ups and downs that you will encounter in starting a business is really important, I think, both in terms of your execution, but also for yourself, right? (laughs) Mentally going through the journey. So I think that would probably be the first um, piece of advice. And other than that, I would say fundraising, it's really, you got to have a battle plan and you, I think we have to be very prepared in, in fundraising. So I think, for example, really having your data room together and really having a plan around when, um, how, your story, your message, all these components, and just being prepared, right? Prepared for the battle and not reactive into it is something that I wish I could probably tell myself earlier on. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with the battle plan. And you know what they say about battle plans, right? I think you're the best person to tell me. <laughs> as soon as that first shot gets fired, the plan changes, right? But it's yeah. being prepared. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, that's, that's great advice. I want to go back to something that you you mentioned a second ago, which was this, this brilliant decision during COVID to go remote. And, and specifically, I, I want to talk about your decision that you made. Tell us about that. Yes. So I think it actually really helped out that we made the decision to go remote because essentially my husband and I, we started out living in San Francisco before. However, my husband, he actually started a organization, a nonprofit organization called Debt Bozeman, where essentially it's a network of veterans and advanced business careers, which brought us out to Bozeman a couple times a year. And like many people who were brought out to Bozeman, we fell in love with it. And we ended up sort of having a residency out in Bozeman. And I think for us, it was, it's definitely one of those things where teamwork in the home, having a great family foundation, and also just having a good foundation to really uh, build a business. I think COVID Thank goodness for us, we built a remote team so that we can be able to make those changes in our life. And I think not just that, interestingly, out in Bozeman, we have a great community and I think it's really also helped us to on the business side as well, which we were not expecting. I was not expecting, but it's been a tremendous help and support. It certainly is is a wonderful community, and I think that's what excite, excites all of us in the in the Northern Rockies is the quality of life and the quality of just great people that that are here. So just don't tell anyone. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> That's what my husband says. He says, keep it a secret. It's the best kept secret. In terms of back to that similar equality of life and that thread, has there been anyone in particular in your life that has been a significant source of motivation or in particular as it relates to Amplify, that, that's someone that's encouraged you to just keep going, keep pushing when it's, when it, when it's gotten difficult? Mm-hmm. So I will tell the story of a previous villain that turned into a hero, AKA my husband, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) So when I first started to consider the idea of Amplify, I mean, he's obviously, he's always supportive and he'll support me in whatever it is that I choose to do. But at the time, business was going well. We had the financial planning agency was going well and we had a lot of good friends that were there and things like that. And so when I came out with the idea that I wanted to start a tech company in the life insurance space, he was like, we were in the car and he was quiet for a couple minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Who who was driving? Who who was driving? (laughs) He was driving. Okay, so he didn't like get in an accident at least. Okay, that's (laughs) good. Thank goodness. (laughs) That's good. So he grabbed my hand (laughs) tightly and was like, I support you in anything you do. But <laughs> it's a good are you sure? Yes. Are you sure <laughs> this is something that, you know, you want to be able to do? And then he was saying that we still, we have a great business going and things like that. But that being said though, of course, for me, I took it into consideration, but I ended up starting <laughs> Amplify. But I think for him, he's definitely been the greatest support. Again, we have a, my husband and I, we have a mentor and he's built a very successful business himself. And for him, one of the things that he told me is the first most important thing is have something that you believe in. Mm-hmm. And then the second most important thing is to have teamwork So teamwork in the house specifically. So I think that was definitely something that I really can empathize around since with Sean, he, I think he's the rock and the foundation of the house. And it gives me sort of the courage to go out there and to take on whatever it is that we need to in this roller coaster ride. I think the the vision that we have together for the life that we want to live and the impact that we want to make together is something that motivates me every single day. That's, that's just from the heart. I I love that. That's, it's really, I I haven't heard it said quite like that before, but there's, there's so much to that, that the team, the home team is, is how important it is for all, all founders, right? On the startup journey. Talk to me. So in addition to having a strong uh, network at home, so to speak, what about just building a network advice on how you develop your network? Talk to me about it. So network is something that I didn't have necessarily myself going into starting Amplify. And I think one thing that I would say is to be very, very resourceful. Being resourceful and being scrappy are two very important things when starting a business. So for example, if there is an event that someone is invited to, I will be there. (laughs) And for example, if Sean is invited to an event, whether or not he goes, I will be there. <laughs> wow. Because you never know, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's the reason. You just never know who you're going to meet or what that's going to turn into. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think one key area that I would definitely say is important is to be a little bit shameless. (laughs) And I think for definitely in, in starting Amplify, actually, Sean is the one, my husband's the one that went to business school. I did not go to business school. So, you know, whether it's leveraging his network or leveraging mentors or just going out to events I would Google insure tech events, um, startup events, and I would just put them on my calendar and I would go there and I would meet people and follow up. And I think sometimes the, the way that I see it is that the world is out there, right? All the resources are out there in the world for you to be successful. It's just a matter of getting to it. And it's just a matter of finding opportunities yourself. And I don't think there's a limit to the resources that you can be able to obtain. Yeah, so true. What about beyond that? You have these these sort of chance opportunities where you connect with people and that leads to all different sorts of great prospective outcomes. But how, how has that impacted the journey of the business? Like how has that translated to you selling product or, or hitting, hitting milestones in your business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say, I would say approaching everything with sort of a, a learning mentality has been really helpful. So even in terms of running tests and experiments around our business today, we started out with just creating our own ads and having a couple of customers here and there. And today we are essentially submitting multiple six figures of premiums on a monthly basis now. Um, So I would say for, in terms of, I think it's just about what's been the most beneficial is learning how to run these experiments, structure your business, and just how to approach your business proactively. I think that's definitely something that I've, I've had to really learn about instead of reactively. Cool. What would you say as you've learned a lot about yourself and the business through the journey over the past almost two years now, how are you seeing yourself as a leader at Amplify? Hmm. <laughs> Besides I everything, I'm sure. <laughs> it's more like a, I'm trying to dig for what could possibly be a superpower one day. Yeah, I think being in the right um place at the right time, being in the right industry, I would say something that you're passionate Mm. about. I may not know about tech, building a tech company right now, and I may not have built a startup before. I am very passionate and interested. I'm a huge insurance nerd, the biggest probably you can find. So (laughs) I think that makes me confident in running the business um, that I'm running and being where I'm at today. And I think those messages translate in when you share about your product, when you are recruiting, when you're talking to investors, I think having that confidence and that passion and where you're at is probably what I can offer to the company. For sure. Insurance nerd superpower. That's the first on this <laughs> podcast I've ever heard it, but it's a, it's a good one. I like it. So now, now is the portion where we want you to get out the crystal ball and talk to us about the future. So we're, we're going to watch this in years ahead and see if you are right. So what, what, I'm just teasing, of course. What, no but talk to me, what, no pressure. What, what does the future for Amplify look like? Where, where do you see yourself getting over the next 12 months, three years? 
Yeah. So I think there's, there's a lot to do in the world of insurance because it's definitely one of those industries that need uh, a lot of transformation in every component of the value chain. So it's really about laying the foundation first. We are, we're offering a product that is life insurance investments. So people can, you know, save and invest to their policy. Traditionally, when you are purchasing this type of insurance, even today, it takes quite some time. You have to get poked by a needle. You have to fill out a lot of paperwork, all these different things. So what we're, what we're building today is having that being done instantly. Hmm. So you can just fill out a simple online walkthrough, and then you can instantly have a policy that you can save and invest through. And you can have a customer portal to really be able to have autonomy over where you want to invest your savings and how you want to manage your policy. So that's the first step for us. But we also have many exciting plans in regards to offering exciting investment options, proprietary to Amplify's platform, and people can be able to invest in things that they're very interested in, in a tax-free manner through their life insurance policy and still get all the other benefits as well. Very slick. I look forward to see you checking this out as it rolls out. It sounds sounds really neat. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna transition now to uh, our rapid fire round. So these are questions we ask all guests every episode. Are you ready? As ready as I can be. All right. The first question is: What are you looking forward to in the next thirty days, either personal or professional? Ooh, in the next thirty days, we. Yes, in the next 30 days, we are running a program with a large life insurance carrier to do the first launch of our instant decision platform. So that's definitely something that we've been anticipating. And yes, excited to see how that continues to further grow and impact our business. Very cool. If your company shut down for a week and you could do anything with your time, but you're not allowed to work, how would you spend that week? I would spend it on the beach with sunglasses and my dog at my side and my husband on the other side sipping a pina colada. And that's the vision that I have post raising our next round. That's really motivating me right now. Or post selling the company when you buy that private island, right? (laughs) I need it a little sooner than that. What, What kind of traveler are you? Are you an adventure traveler? Do you like hiking? What do you, what do you like to do when you travel? Ooh. I think it, you know, really depends on the time of year and the mood, but I would definitely say I either like, I think my travel falls into three camps, either very tropical. So Tahiti, Hawaii, et cetera, or very good food, in which case typically involves spicy food or (laughs) Bozeman. (laughs) I like just being in Bozeman (laughs) and going skiing. There you go. Those those aren't, those aren't bad options. I'd take all three of those as well. Anything binge worthy in your life? right now? TV shows, podcast books, anything that you like that you're just really, really into right now? Ooh, we have been watching quite a few TV shows on on our downtime. It's, it's kind of like a sort of decompressing activity that we have on a daily basis. Yeah, I think we're watching Peaky Blinders right now. I don't know. We're on the second episode, so I will keep ah, you informed. All right. That, that sounds like a binge about to happen right there. Good for yes. you. Okay. Who is someone uh, you really look up to in life right now? A mentor or 
Yeah, I do have a mentor that I really uh, look up to. I have quite a few in my life, which I think I'm really grateful for. My mom being one, my husband being another. But I also do have another mentor that has, he built his company from scratch as well. And it was just through pure determination, him and his wife together, they built a you know massive um, business on the traditional side of the life insurance world. And today... They are not just, they have their business, but they're doing so much more as well. They're doing things that are very impactful, running nonprofit organizations that they're interested in. And, you know, they also, I think they're really just living the life that I, that I would see my husband and I being able to live and having him to share wisdom with us is, is really key. So just how to live life, how to have relationship, how to raise your children when you're running businesses, all of those different things, I think is, is, is great to have someone give you some guidance on. That's awesome. If you were not the founder of Amplify, what do you think you'd be doing in life right now? Huh? That's yes. That's interesting. That's an interesting question. I will say there are a couple of, you know, things that I would like to do one day in the future after Amplify. I think I have too many ideas, honestly. I have like a notebook of ideas, of business ideas that like I just need to get out of my mind. So so I write them down. But I think in the future, one day, I would like to actually start a school in my retirement. And it's a school that's really focused on teaching you things that you may not learn uh, in school. So for example, your, you know, character or or how to be an entrepreneur or how to be a great leader and things like that. So I want to start a, a school sort of focusing on those things sometime in life, but we'll see when that is. Uh, amplify first. Very cool. That's right. Order, order of operations. I get it. Cool. And our last rapid fire question is if you could share one piece of advice to other early stage tech founders in the Northern Rocky Mountains, what would that be? Hmm. One piece of advice. I would say have great people around you. <laughs> yeah. Have great people around you and also never quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that counts as one. It's hyphenated. Yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's one sentence. You know, one no sentence. Periods, right? No periods. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, Hannah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Could you please tell our audience where they can find you and Amplify online? Yeah. Visit us at beamplify.com. So that's B as in boy, E as in Edward, amplify.com. And you can also find us. You can find me via LinkedIn, Twitter, or through our Instagram. But, you know, happy to chat with any other founders uh, in the Mountain West. And yes, we'd love to connect with anyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to foundintherockies.com to get transcripts, links, and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop. We'll see you next time.